This episode of the Buffalonian Podcast is brought to you by the Buffalonian Division of the Cast Source Podcast Network, a podcast network built by Buffalonians for Buffalonians, featuring the shows such as the Goatheads Podcast and the Buffalonian Podcast. We cover Bills, Sabres, and more, with more shows on the way very soon. And the Cast Source Podcast Network covers many genres, including sports, business, mental health, marketing, and entertainment. Featuring the podcast shows such as Sports Bring People Together, Limitless, Saviors of the Metaverse, and The Athletic Mindset. Learn more at castsource.com slash podcast. And without further ado, let's get into the Bills, Sabres, Hot Takes, Trivia, and more of the Buffalodian Podcast. All right, let's go. We are back with the Buffalonian Podcast. I'm Joe Kelly, and as always, I'm joined by none other than Dom Loss. Dom, drama alert for the Bills this week so far. Let's 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 roll right into it. What was that Cartoon Network show? Uh, Total Drama Island. Yeah, yeah. Total Drama Minicamp. Is that is that where? Oh, that's the title. We just found the title. Total Drama Minicamp. But getting into that, Stefan Diggs was absent from the first day of mandatory minicamp. Notice the word mandatory in there, which would kind of make you think he would be there. Highlighted a keyword. Yeah, big keyword. Poyer last year, held out of OTAs. Optional is in that title as well. Was there for mandatory minicamp. Diggs held out for OTAs this year, was not there for the first day. We're talking, we're recording this right after day two has concluded, and there will not be a day three, as as per usual. They have canceled their third day. So, just what are your what are your general thoughts? I know we know he was there today, but yesterday, like, what was going through your head when he didn't show up? Were you were you on the drama train, or were you kind of just off to the side? So, I think throughout this entire dig situation, I guess the best the best way to describe it is a situation. I wasn't concerned. I wasn't dealing with all the drama. I mean. Listen, as a competitor, if you lose a game, I mean, you got your butt kicked at home. You felt, I mean, he, he must feel like they took a step back last year. Was this, I mean, a lot of uncertain, more, a lot, lot of uncertainty that he's used to being in a Bills uniform for the first, you know, a lot of adversity. And I'm not going to pretend to say I was pleased with how things were going before, you know, yesterday. It just seemed like, okay, skipping OTAs is kind of whatever. I mean, he showed up last year. So that was maybe a sign, but I was like, I don't, it's optional, whatever. If he shows up to minicamp, it's fine. And then like, <laughs> I mean, you get the news that he's just not there, but it was just, Bill's Twitter exploded when well, he wasn't it, there. It was just confusing to me because I mean, you knew he was in Buffalo. So it was like, what is he just like grabbing shower at Barville while his boys are practicing? Like, <laughs> yeah. I it was, it was, it was, it was definitely a, a situation where, I wasn't going to overreact because, listen, man, he missed a day in practice in June. It's not like he was, miss, you know, s- skipping training camp or something more drastic than that. It was more of, let's find some answers before we jump to conclusions. And it felt like everyone, like the fans and even the media, were just autom- automatically jumping to conclusions and saying whatever they felt came to mind, which I guess that's how you 
cope with with this kind of situation I guess that's how you cope with it but for me it was let's just take a step back and kind of figure out some information then all of a sudden you know his agent says yeah he's in Buffalo he was in the facility you know Monday for his physical and he was in the facility early at that day so I was like all right this is like why was he not said that he wasn't here and why did McDermott say that why is he concerned yeah very concerned came out of McDermott's mouth and that immediately threw the red flag up to everybody in the media to Bill's mafia and then you have Josh Allen come out after and the I don't know the urgency in his voice he comes out and says it right off the bat he's my fucking brother you know what I mean like just like like the expletive right off the bat it seemed like it was a high stress situation and then you get McDermott today I was the one who sent him home after good conversation. I think that good air quote, good conversation, more like an argument. I feel like that was, you yeah, know? I, I would agree. I, I think Mitch Morris said it. Well, I feel bad for Josh. I feel bad for Josh too, because literally his entire 11 minute press conference is asking questions about digs. And like, I mean, at, at this point, like Josh isn't going to really say anything. I just, I, I I hate when the media goes, you know, it's June. They're looking for like their stories to get them through training camp, which is, starts up, I believe, in six weeks. But like they, the the media always acts about in these situations. The sports media always acts like this is some like, like a major crime has happened. Like this is the president of the United States. No, this is a dude skipping practice in mini camp, and then we realize this is an excused absence. And I would say. Mitch Morris said it best when he was when he said, "You know, we have other stuff to worry about. Yeah, it's go- what's going to. Yeah, you know, there's probably some uncomfortable conversations happening in house, but it all it's all going to get figured out at the end. And then when we when we when we know everything's figured out, there's there's going to be something to share. And I think at least for now, it seems to have been figured out. He was at practice today. McDermott says the situation seems to be handled and." For now, it seems like all things well on that front, but it's puzzling. I, I it's it's a situation where both sides, to me, have not handled the media particularly well, which has caused fan interest. Like Diggs, kind of, you know, Diggs has some legit gripes. I would believe, you know, with every, with a couple people in the organization, you know, the maybe he felt like he should have been more involved in, with the wide receiver coach hiring. Maybe he should be more, thinks his opinion should be more involved in the offensive play calling and scheme. Maybe he believes he's not being heard. You know, there's there's a couple of things yeah. that you could like be like, okay, that's legitimately upset about. He feels like he's as much of the face of the franchise as Josh, and he, you know what I mean. He wants the same kind of input treatment, he might treatment, have. Treatment, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's maybe where the situation is. But I don't, I don't really want to super speculate because like we don't. Again, we have no idea, but. And then McDermott, you know, handling the situation by saying very concerned, you know, kind of getting caught in that leading question from from the media, how concerned he was, like him kind of like, I think, I think he pointed out very well, I do think an argument, I think, you know, I just, as I said, I didn't want to speculate, but I, I think there's, <laughs> but I think before we know, like, I do believe that there was some kind of tough, uncomfortable conversation that was had yes. Tuesday morning, and McDermott. Obviously, some steam must have been blown off. And yeah, he, he went to the mic hot, definitely. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, he that's, definitely went, that's what happened. He definitely went to the mic hot and was like, yeah, I'm concerned. But, like, at the end of the day, like, I think there's still a lot of respect for everyone in that room. And, listen, the situation got handled for now. I mean, we're going to see, I guess, in a couple of weeks if, you know, once Diggs eventually does talk to the media, um, that's going to be, like, it, it's a terrible press conference because the media is just going to be swarming him with, he honestly could do what McDermott did today, though, and 
make a surprise appearance. It was not, Mitch Moore spoke for, I want to say like 30 seconds, it felt like. He just kind of went up there, said what he needed to say, got off, and then McDermott was not slated to speak and just kind of spoke, said his piece. And Diggs might just do the same thing. It's kind of in his character to just pop up there one day when someone else is supposed to be up there and just say what he needs to say, and then that's it. You know what I mean? He might not even take questions. He might just throw it out there and then walk away and then leave everyone to speculate again. So (laughs) I think we might see something similar. My question is, though, and I know we're, you know, not beating a dead horse, but it kind of feels like it. The media has been nonstop about even the national media. Why wasn't there anything figured out between January and now? Like, that's my question. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. He might have not been answering their phone calls. Is this an Aaron Rodgers situation? Is it an Aaron Rodgers situation? They didn't FaceTime him. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Stefan Diggs went on a darkness retreat, just like Aaron Rodgers. That's just in. But why wasn't anything tried to be handled, attempted, to be fixed with this relationship months ago. That's my question in all of it. I don't really care about the logistics of it all. I really don't. Yes, there was clearly a problem because Diggs's agent was also very confused as to why McDermott said very concerned yesterday because he was in on those talks. But McDermott saying good conversations, as Dom and I both mentioned, definitely means there was, it was a heated conversation because then he says we need to take a break and we talked later. You don't you don't take a break from a good conversation. I mean, this is kind of well, not even a good conversation because, you know, you, I think things had to be said that had to be said. Yeah, they were able to find uh, you know a, res- a, res- a, res- a resolution. Right. Yeah, no, I got you. Um, um, but I think at the same time, it's it's frustrating looking at it from a fan perspective of like seeing a, a, ter- a little turmoil, a little adversity in your in your favorite teams. But listen, as the words of Kelly Clarkson serrate, serenade our ears, not serrate, not like a knife, serenade our ears. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah. And as an organization, that's where we're at now, I feel like. I feel like the organization is strong and they're going to get past this. They're not going to trade him like he's going to be a Buffalo Bill. $46 million in dead cap yeah, if you try to do like, that. The, like the situation where it was like someone was like, yeah, it's not impossible. It's like, it's pretty, okay, <laughs> listen, listen. There's a 99.9% yeah. chance that he's not getting traded, so... Like yeah, if I jump from a like a the a, a five story building, like there, there's a chance there's, you could make it. There's a chance that I potentially might not be dead, but it's it's not possible that I'm not I'm dead. No, there's yeah. a chance of survive. It's not possible I, I I don't survive, but the chances are so slim and would hurt my hurt me so much that it wouldn't make sense to do it. Like the, they there was a report like Bill Barnett was like, yeah, they saved one point six million dollars by trading him this year, and then the the cap hit the that cap thirty one million dollars. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, they save one point six million dollars, and then you lose Stefan Diggs, like your number one receiver, and you replace him with who? Gabe Davis. That's yeah. that's who that's so, who you replace him with. Not good. Listen, and then it's just the classic, you know, Shafter just reporting that oh, the Bills have canceled their last day of minicamp, and then it's like, all right, you know, I think the Colts and the Patriots did the same thing. Can you uh, send a tweet about that as well? Right. Yeah. It's just but they're trying to milk the Stefan Diggs situation. It's, it's a milk. It's June. We're gonna they're, they're gonna get through it. I, th- I believe the tough conversations have been said and there seems to be progress has been made. And while it might've been concerning for about a 24 hour period, um, I think, I think, I think they got past it for now, but again, I don't, do I think it's behind them? No. Cause I think they're going to be answering questions about it all off season, even probably going into the season. Um, but yeah, like everything eventually dies off. No, I think I did. I, I think I heard you mention a team in the AFC East, the New England Patriots. And I think it is a tradition at this point, this time of year. 
after the last year of the pod, we ranked some wide receivers. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything more you want to mention about Diggs? I mean, we kind of covered everything, I feel like. Oh, the only thing I will say is that, again, like, this is is what makes you laugh a little bit about the media. It's like Dawson Knox got injured. Where was that? There was nothing about it. Apparently, he's all I mean, I should say he's all right, but, like, he he didn't practice today, but he was walking around kind of in a sleep, so it's obviously not serious, but it's like, yeah, I'm sorry to say this, but like I was after pra- after the practice yesterday, I was much more concerned with the health of Dawson Knox than yeah. what was going on with Stephon Diggs. Right. Yeah. Well, gotta love Dawson Knox, but yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. That was kind of swept under the rug because everyone was freaking out about Stefan Diggs. But without further ado, we'll keep we'll keep everyone updated on the Diggs situation as it unfolds. I don't think much more is going to unfold between now and the start of training camp. Start of training camp, but I think we will. I could guarantee, odds are plus three hundred, highest out there, that he'll make an appearance at St. John Fisher for training camp. I think that that's my ending. My ending note here. Would you Would you play those odds? You think he'll show up? Yeah, he'll show up. Mm-hmm. So now it's time to rank the wide receivers, wide receiver ones, right? That's what yep. we're saying yep. of the AFC East. Who's Who's the wide receiver run of the New York Jets? So it's going to be Garrett Wilson from the Jets, our boy Juju from the Pats. Oh, boy. Stephon Diggs from the Bills. I mean, we nearly lost him. But, <laughs> we nearly lost him. Uh, and then Ty- Flatlined for a minute. We got him back. <laughs> and then uh, Tyreek Hill from the Miami Dolphins. So I think I think this one's going to be pretty pretty solid. So I would say four is Juju. Yep. Easy. Think, he think, had a good game against the Bills last year, though, with Kansas City. Yeah, he had that Teddy. Yeah. No, he had one touchdown because the second touchdown, I think, was Hardman, but... Yes. Um. Yeah. He had like 900 yards last year. I mean, he's kind of a more of a wide receiver two than a wide receiver one. I guess if they get Hopkins, I guess. But I still think Hopkins would be four. Yeah. Uh, I think Garrett. Well, Bill's not a travel agent, remember? So we don't we don't know what's <laughs> happening there. So. Yeah. So uh, then Garrett Wilson, I think it will be three. I think he's gonna break out um, with Rodgers. With Rodgers, yeah, more consistent quarterback playing year two in the NFL. Yeah, I can vibe with that. I so far I have the same list as you at this point. All right, it's pretty then standard. Two and one. I got two and one. It's tough. I want for recency. Tyreek Hill's fast, no question. He's the cheetah. All right. I think I would still, with Diggs's route running ability, mm-hmm. have him as number one over Tyreek. Yeah, I'm gonna. Sw- I'm gonna not homer bias. Swap no, him. you're gonna swap him. I mean, it's like I think a, Tyreek's speed is too much. It's like four gap Wilson. It's like Juju gap Wilson huge gap. Dig small gap hill. Oh, I got you. I think okay. I think Tyreek's game working ability, and also I think him hopefully having a full season with uh, Tua. I think I think he'll have a pretty big year. And Diggs Diggs is still Diggs, but yeah, uh, I I just think Hill's game complete game rec like. Diggs can take over a game, but he'll take over it with paper cutting you like 12, 15 yards at a time. Tyreek Hill just goes straight for the jugular. Well, we found that out the hard way with the whole 13 seconds thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. I can see that. Maybe I am a little Homer biased. Maybe I am just happy to have stuff on Diggs. Homer back, Simpson? Back on the Bills. Yeah, Homer Simpson. Yeah. Maybe I'm happy to have him back on the Bills, you know, because we, like you said, we nearly lost, we nearly lost him there for a minute, but I think... There was a brief, brief, brief Bills talk. Anything else you wanna you wanna throw in there? It's June. It's June. To all the listeners out there, my one explanation: it's June. There's nothing going on except drama. So, without further ado, that's gonna end it for the Bills section of this edition of the Buffalonian podcast. And we're gonna chat with some Sabers. But before we do, 
I would like to bring up the Sports Bring People Together podcast. You should listen for entrepreneurial conversations with those in sports, and who knows where the chats would take you, but sports got us all here together in the first place. Find the show wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, <clears throat> the Buffalonian podcast, or simply visit sportseplus.com. And for Sabres fans, as we move into the Sabres talk, doom and gloom, maybe? Question mark at the end of that? I, I feel like, you know, some people have moved past the whole Eichel thing. It's like a scar now. Um, but he won the Stanley Cup last night. He was the main. I, I he, he was the main shot on TV. Him holding it, screaming. Okay, I don't know. I I think I'm kind of numb by it more than anything. I don't think I'm mad. Or what do you what do you feel? I don't think I'm mad. I think knowing that he's fulfilled like the the ultimate achievement in the sport of winning the Stanley Cup, but he's not doing it in your sweater, like, the, what you know, what he's built to be. Yeah. He even got one before McDavid, and he honestly kind of got robbed of the Conn Smith, not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. As hard as that is to admit, it's true. It's true he got robbed. I think he got robbed of it because I think he was their best player throughout the throughout the postseason. Um, I know Marshall scored a bunch of goals, but I think, like, it was their best player. But, listen, I think this is a, this is a different situation from the O'Reilly one, because the O'Reilly one was like, he won the cup, and it was like, oh my god, we still have jack shit from that trade. Like, right, yeah. And then, then like, it took a couple of years, now Tage is something, and then Ryan Johnson is signed, and he was, like, the second round pick. I'm sorry, excuse me, the first round pick that they got in that trade that ended up being 31st overall, because they won the Stanley Cup that year, but... <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, looking back at the Eichel trade, I mean, getting Alex Tuck, who's obviously now a cornerstone piece in your organization. He was worth it alone, I feel like, at this no, point. No, Maybe? no. Maybe? No. I mean, Jack Eichel just won a Stanley Cup. Well, yeah, the best now player. you got to look at it a different I don't way. Think, yeah. I don't think you're going to be able to win a Stanley Cup. With, I love Alex Tuck to death, but you're not going to win a Stanley Cup with Alex Tuck being your best player. No. Um, And then, I mean, Krebs is a solid prospect that I think will be a solid end up being a third liner, which I think is maybe below what people might have expected him to become, but, like... What do you think is going through their heads right now? They were one year well, out well, this, from a Stanley this, Cup so, victory. So, this is this is my thought on it, which is kind of funny. But then they also get um, Austin, who's a good prospect yeah. right now, and I believe the second round pick is this year. So, that's also what now going to be, like... What, it's six, on the back of my uncle jersey, 64th, yeah, 64th yeah. overall now. Okay, I now you can complete it, because you know what <laughs> that slot they're going to be, like, just, <laughs> 64. But... This got this got to motivate them. Like you got traded for the key piece in the team that's going to win the cup. I think what would concern me is that they do, but but it has to motivate them. They can't put too much pressure on themselves because you know Tage talked about this. I think in a spit, spinning chickens interview, how like O'Reilly winning the the Conn Smythe in the Stanley Cup kind of screwed him up because he was like, I'm the main piece in this trade and like I'm terrible right now. And like it took him another year and a half after O'Reilly did 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 that to you know break out. Look at him though. Look at him now. Well, no, look at him now. But like, it took him a couple of years after O'Reilly winning this cop to kind of come into his own, kind of separate from that trade. Yeah. And now, like, the realization is Alex Stock, Payne Krebs, Nawaz, and whoever that second round pick is, is going to be in. You know, that trade is going to be talked about f- for decades because that trade won Vegas a Stanley Cup. Yeah. And listen, it's it's a win win. If Jack Eichel was on the Sabres right now, Jack, the Sabres' future would not be looking this good, and they wouldn't be this good. And to be honest, if Alex Tuck and Payne Krebs and those other assets would still be on Vegas, I don't think Vegas would have won the Stanley Cup. So it was it kind of works both ways. It, Hindsight's twenty twenty. Not actually in this situation though, as you just pointed out. Yeah, but like it worked out for both teams. I think the same situation happened with the Sam Reinhardt trade. Like both teams yeah. looking back on, like I don't think 
if the, if the Panthers keep the first round pick and Devin Levi, I don't think they're in a better spot than they were being finalists for the Stanley Cup. And I don't think the the Sabres has having Sam Reinhardt probably be, actually probably be gone by now because he would probably just left in free agency the next year. But yeah, similar situation where like it's a win win for both teams. Both teams improved from it. But yeah, it's definitely. It just it's bitter. It's, I don't even know. A bitter it's sweet. Bitter sweet. Right. Like I kind of am like okay. Like Jack Eichel did it. Like I'm I'm okay. I'm. I was genuinely like when he got whacked in that first game one. I want to say, was that game one or two where he got na- nailed? Uh, three. It might have been one. It might have been one. Maybe no, one. It was, I, it was one. It, it was, was game one. one. I think. And I don't know. I actually like felt something like like sympathy, empathy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I felt bad for him. But then this, I don't. He seems to have grown as well because he goes on after in a post game interview and goes, "It was a legal hit." Like. You know, like it, I don't. It's, it's I, a it's yeah. a strict competition. Like I don't know. Like I, it's from all the the cancer stuff you've heard of him from I, Buffalo. I feel like he's grown a little bit. You know? I, I'll say this: he was a really fun player to watch, but I think he got. Mike would agree with me if he was here. Um, he he got placed in the captaincy way too young. Yeah, wasn't ready for the responsibility to lead a franchise. I think him. Asking out before the next thing is kind of gets overlooked, got overlooked a little bit in the process of okay, dude, you just signed an eight year extension, like you have that, like so many years left with seven years at that point when he asked out originally, yeah. And you know, he used, I want to say, I'm gonna say, he used the next thing as an excuse to kind of quit on the organization and get his way. And did you hear what he said last night? No, he said he was thanking the Golden Knights for allowing his surgery and allowing yeah. him to be able to play. He's enjoyed being on the ice again for the first time in a long time, like all this stuff. And I'm like, whoa, whatever. And then he trashes Buffalo really on the way out. So listen, Eichel- first first day the trade happens, Instagram Vegas baby with a Photoshop picture of himself. Yeah, like, that's l- nuts. Listen, he's never going to be a guy I root for. He, I don't think he's a, the greatest person in the world, but. You could at least like tip your cap and be like, "Good job in winning the Stanley Cup," because it's the hardest job right. to win in hockey, and yeah, you know, good for him. But with with also, I gotta say, terrible final. Yeah, really, honest to God, ter- in five, it was bad. I I, I also owe my five bucks, which is kind of unfortunate because uh, my Panthers bet lost, but now officially, <laughs> but um, terrible final. I mean, it was the lowest viewed final since two thousand and seven. The numbers really just came out as we we're recording the podcast. Is baseball higher than Stanley Cup final? Well, for sure. You think? Yeah. Baseball has actually been going baseball, way up. Baseball, I think it's like 10 or 11 million per game, World Series game. I think hockey got like three to four. Wow. I didn't know it was that Maybe? bad. I, I don't know. Holy I went, cow. We'll, yeah. have to, we'll have to check on this for next time. But like, holy but, cow. Yeah, it's that, and it, it decreased. I mean, it's just it's, it was a bad final. Honest to God, like I said this, like the NHL playoffs, the first round is awesome because there's four games every night for like, a week or two. Yeah, Toronto most of the time gets swept. It's a, yeah. it's pretty good, you know. It's 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 fun, but like after the first round, like it was pretty bad. Like Vegas and Oilers was an RA series. Stars cracking one seven. The Hurricanes, uh, Devils was a bad series. The Panthers, Leafs wasn't really that great series. Both conference finals kind of sucked. I mean, we had a sweep, and then we had a three zero. Um, and then the final was terrible. Like, I mean, they lost not, I mean, Panthers lost nine to three, nine to three. I mean, really was not a competitive final at all. And yeah, Posa was there cheering on Sam and Jack. Did you see that? 
Yeah, I think that was game one. He might have been. I don't know if he was yeah, there. Yeah, he, he was at one of them. I know, but yeah, but it just it wasn't a great final. But I mean, as we said, you know, we talked about this last summer, like comparing the teams to the Sabers' future and core. It is kind of funny to look back at that episode, probably, and like think of what we thought about like Tage the time. We'll have to at some point. It, it is going to be a good, re, you know, revisionist history. Um, but. With that being said, like I think there's lessons to be taken from both teams and how both teams got there. Um, we're also one. We were one point away from the Florida Panthers. Yeah. Any, anyone minding you? <laughs> if they would have won by if if Alex Tuck was an offside, they might have won that game. Um, yeah, but I think there's lessons to be taken from both sides. Like Vegas, it's kind of second straight year. Vegas this year. Uh, I was gonna say Columbus. I don't know why, but Colorado. Last year, one of kind of uh, a rental goaltender, maybe not an elite elite goaltender, but just a guy that kind of got hot at the right time. You saw this with the Panthers. Like, Bob was not good in the regular yeah. season, but definitely was still overpaid, but, like, he was worth the money in the postseason. So I think it just shows that if you get a hot goaltender, you could go far in the playoffs. And also showed – I think Vegas showed the importance of depth because they just, at the end of the day, had – I think this – They were solid all the way through their lineup. Like – Florida could not Can match I, that at all. Could not match of it. Well, you know, when you're playing the Stahl brothers who suck, and yeah. it's like, okay, like Vegas just has like and Kachuk was out. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like Vegas has had more depth. Like I think the stars comparison, like there's equal stars on each side, but Vegas just had better depth. So that's something to learn from from the Sabers. And Vegas, you know, has Jack Eichel, who's the number one center. Have you know Alex Pietrangelo and Shea Theodore, who are a nice top pairing legit really good defenseman and you had that potentially of power in Darlene. So I think the Sabres are a team that could be potentially built like the, like the Knights a little bit with having solid you know, a solid decor, a goalie that could get hot and Levi having them one center in Tage and have you know, potentially because of their you know, the cap and all the depth they have forward wise coming to the organization, like potentially have a very deep lineup as well. So uh, definitely a lot a lot to learn from both teams deep runs of the playoffs. Yeah, and I think also one thing, like I mentioned, we were one point away from the Panthers, right? And they mm-hmm. made it all the way. I'm not saying the Sabres are going to get in, you know, just squeak in and then make it all the way like the Panthers did. But it's not necessarily out of the cards if they really get everything figured out. I think we're closer than a lot of people might have thought. Like, there's still a lot of work to be done. Don't get me wrong. But it's not necessarily out of the cards for a Cinderella run in the next couple of years if the Sabres really start cooking. Yeah. Which I think they can. So I think that's a take. Hey, they had. I think they're tied for the 16th best odds to win the Stanley Cup. Next yeah, year, yeah, so. yeah. They were actually. Who's? So. I think they, Boston is still number one for next season, if I'm not mistaken. Golden Knights are number two. Last I saw for next season, Dom is typing right now. I think looking this up. I hope. No, I'm looking up the Stanley Cup viewership. Oh. Stanley Cup viewership. 4.6 mil. 4.6 mil. That was 22, I should say. So that's that's dropped because... Um, it was lower. It's the lowest It was like 43% right? decrease. No, it was lowest as 07, which I think was Duck Suns, I want to say. so. Oh, boy. Um, but yeah, I think Boston's the number one to win next year, and the Golden Knights are number two. I don't know. I don't know where the Sabres are. Maybe 13. I think Vegas is seventh. I think Vegas you is... You think? No, I I saw something where like Vegas is like the sixth best odds. I want to say. Like, oh really? Devils are higher. Oh yeah. Leafs are higher. Leafs somehow. Canes Leafs. are higher. Lightning, as maybe I don't know. So, so they yeah. It's not it's not great. That's um, interesting. No, I mean, 
it's time. What, what do you say? Is it time for player grades? Yeah, let's get off move, this subject. Move to the Sabres. Get off of this doom and gloom. Our ex-prodigal son was winner of Stanley Cup topic. Uh, we're going to rank. We're going to rank Darlene and Samuelson. I'm going to go first. We'll start with Darlene. A. He was he was he was locked down this season when he was on the ice. I was at the one trying to remember who they played. They played in the red and black. San Jose. San Jose. And he, when he nailed that guy, like he was Darlene's physical. His presence was known on the ice every time he was out there. And he did really well, like with power too, I think, when they were paired together. That was kind of elite. But unfortunately, our defense is so um as I mentioned, it's a pile of Parmesan cheese. Like you can just get right through it. Um, that couldn't happen because you needed depth. But I, I, I would give, I would give Darlene an A. What would you think? So sorry to interrupt, but the World Series in 2021 had 14 million views of viewers. So baseball more. Baseball was pretty solid. So back where I was. Sorry, I got distracted. Uh, I'd give it an A plus. Actually, I'm gonna give him a plus. Oh, okay. Um, this is a guy that answered all the questions we said last at the end of last season. Like had a really inconsistent first half, great second half. Right was like, can he put it together for fully too? And he did that and more. I mean, not just offensively, but defensively, he was their best for uh, best forward. God, best. Def- <laughs> he was so offensive, you can consider <laughs> yeah. him a forward. Yeah. He was their best defenseman defensively as well. I mean, just his two way game was off the charts. Took another step leadership as well as well. Again, as we talked about last week, probably going to send that big money extension and definitely well worth it. This year made it like abundantly this, clear that he's worth the, the, yeah. the eight figure contract he's going to get for a year. So, absolutely. Yeah, good for him. And uh, yeah, he had a really good year. And then Samuelson, um, <laughs> C minus, man, D plus. Like, I, I, I would go C minus as well. Just kind of there. I feel like he's below average. You know, I don't just, want to say below average. I think I think he's below. He's a. Blo- would a C be average though? He, I, I just meant like oh, as a player. Oh, oh, like, I know like, uh, his season. I would agree that his season was below average. I, I apologize. I thought you meant like he was below no, average no, player. No, no, his season. Yeah, like, like I was like I don't I don't I don't think this defines him as a player. But um, no, I think he's a below. I, I would agree that he's a below average top pair. I think he's more of a number three, number four on a on a Stanley Cup contender. Yeah, he's your and bottom I, pair. As your well, as your mid pair. Mid pair, I should say. But it can play top pair mids. But also, you have to understand as well of own power. Like own power is going to be the two with Darlene. So it's like those two, and then him being your three is actually not that bad. Right. Um, but inability to stay healthy is one thing. I know. He um, also just needs help. I feel like too. You know what I mean. Well, listen. His his listen. The record of him on is like okay, like a little bit of like whatever. Because like I just think that's I just think that's flugy to like be like yeah he the them. I just think and uh, hockey is a really weird sport to compare records when people are out sometimes because it could be more than just the player. Like oh, did you not shoot well? Did you not get saves in that stretch? There's too much at, at there's like, too much variance on. to yeah. like say like oh one player was out oh that's why they were and then now one player returns but. Um, with Samuelson just really inconsistent throughout the year, I, you know, for being a really good defensive defenseman in my mind, or the potential to be, he really didn't have a, I don't think he was great defensively this year, like, he had a really, he had some really questionable plays, like, there were some games where it was like, dude, you cannot, like, you keep turning the puck over, like, I think he got, ben- he got benched a couple of times. I think he did a couple of times, yeah. So, I mean, listen, he, he got, he dealt with a lot of injuries, I mean, they shut him down the last couple of games, I believe, because of how many injuries he was battling once they got out, so... 
I think this is a year where it's kind of just like, hey, let's hit the reset button. Like, you're signed long-term. I still have a lot of faith in Tia Samuelson. I think he's going to be really good. But I think this is like, a like hey, let's try and focus on staying healthy and just being a little bit more consistent. Because uh, he's never going to be the guy that lights up the statue offensively. But, you know, for him to be that physical defensive presence that we think he could become, he needs to be a little more consistent and a little bit more available. Yeah, no, I would, I 100% agree with you. Again, not a below-average player, just had a below-average year. Like you said, injuries kind of helped him back a little bit. He was benched a few times. So it was just kind of a bump year for him. I think he'll bounce back, especially the way the team's looking. They're looking up, so I'm hoping he does. So I, I C minus on the season, not a C minus player. So we just made that clear. <laughs> but I think that does it for our Sabres talk. You, you got anything else you want to toss in there? I uh, just, I guess, quickly toss in that uh, in July 1st, just free agency. And oh, I can't wait for my birthday. I believe in two weeks is the draft. So, yes. Yeah. Um, but Combine's been going on too in Buffalo. It just ended last week. But yeah, so the 13th overall pick in two weeks. So. I think we may have something up our sleeves with doing a live and doing a live. I don't know if we'll do a live show. We might do a live reaction. Probably. It won't be. I also this. It probably won't be like with the NHL. NHL. Gosh. It won't be like what we did with the NFL draft. I'm going to be honest. I don't know the prospects well enough to be like, oh, that was an amazing pick. Or like, I I just don't know that process well enough. Um, But if a big trade happens with the Sabres in that time, because we saw, I mean, a couple moves with. Uh, Damon Severson, who was a UFA, signed with the Jackets, and his rights got traded. Uh, what was another uh, big trade? Uh, there's a, the Flyers trade with Provov to the Jackets as well. So, again, if it, we'll if, be there for anything big. We'll be there, and if a big move for the Sabres happens, and then probably for the 13th pick, we might hop on and do something. But We shall see. We shall see. We'll play it by ear. But without further ado, that's going to end it for the Sabres talk. And now it is time for... The Would You Rather Past Your Prime Hall of Fame in Trivia. Dom's got them both for the day. So, Dom, without further ado, let's get into that Would You Rather, and then we'll move through. All right. So, Stanley Cup, just was won, just was raised. Just was kissed. Yeah, multiple times. (laughs) Maybe at the same time. Um, (laughs) That's gross. Just think of all the stuff that, all the liquids and food that are probably in that, like, residue. Wasn't there a baby in it at some point? Yeah. We what? talked about that, didn't we, last year or something? Yeah, baby just takes a big poop. Like. <laughs> I can't. All right, all right, all right. Let's move on. Would, would you rather? <laughs> <laughs> but would you rather win the Conn Smythe, which is the MVP of the playoffs? Yeah. Or be the captain of the winning team of the Stanley Cup and need to raise the Stanley Cup first and get that awkward picture of Gary Bettman? Um. <clears throat> That's tough. I'm going to be honest with you. That's really tough. Oh, Captain you. of the Stanley Cup winner or win the Colin Smythe? Not, you can't do both, obviously. So that means no, no. Both. Yeah. You you basically, you're Jack Eichel, the poster boy for the Stanley Cup, even though he wasn't the captain. No, it's a, if you're Mark Stone, who got to like host the Stanley Cup first. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Has yeah. his name engraved, like... I don't know if you know how it goes. Did you have a season though? If you if you're the captain, did you have a season like Jack Eichel where you could win the Collins Smythe and you get chipped? No, I'm not. I'm not. Like Mark's you. You're a contributor. Okay. You're not, right. you're, you're you're like Markson had a solid was was yeah. I, he was like solid throughout. But okay, like, it's like I don't know if you ever saw like the engravings, but it's like the front office gets engraved first, and then the coaching staff, and then yeah. like the first person that gets engraved is cap- captain is captain Stone, and then it goes in alphabetical order. So like his I name, think I'm his, taking the captain. You're taking the captain. I want my name on that that 
it's it's engraved for good right at the top. Of I, the I would players. agree. I would agree. But but another deciding factor too is like, what would you, what do you do with the Conn Smythe trophy after you win it that night? Like it's just kind of like just there. It's like, huh? It's, it becomes a paperweight. It's, it's in big. A couple it's months. huge too. It's oh, like, is it? Never mind. Not a paperweight. No, it's massive, my boy. It replaces a leg for your desk. That's what it does. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I would. I, I want to be the captain not only because I get my name engraved first, which is kind of dope, but like they left that bad boy first. Yeah. No, I I I think the captain because you're you're the poster boy for the team. Yes, the Colin Smythe. You're the that's MVP. always that's always gonna be like cup raises. Like if someone made a YouTube video about cup raises, you're gonna be the one that's gonna be on that YouTube video. Yeah, you're getting the champagne sprayed all over you. Like yeah, like yeah. that. That's cool. I'm but, I'm going. But captain. my question, my, I guess, the follow up question. Huh? Now, who would you pass it to? If you had the option, would you either rather pass it to your boy who may not? You know, it was it was solid. It was just there. It was just kind of there. He was Kyle Lockposo. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Just your boy. Yeah. Or are you passing it to like let's just say the consmith, like the MVP, like because it's two different people. Would you rather pass it to the consmith winner or or your boy? I think for the politics of it all, I would pass it to the Colin Smythe winner. I think I would pass it to my boy. You think? As long as like I'm, uh, say say the Sabers win it and it's Tage Thompson hoisting. Well, he wouldn't because he was probably not fan. But like, if my boy was a player and like at least contributed, I would do it. If he was like a healthy scratch guy, I wouldn't do it because that would <laughs> like be like Krebs. Different. Like just <laughs> no, like if he was like. I'm trying to think of a good example. Like if we were Sinistroza. If Sinistroza and I oh, were boys, God, yeah. and, and instead of like giving it to Tage who won the cons, might they give it to Vinny instead? I wouldn't do that. But if like he was like a solid player that contributed, I would probably give it to my boy first. But yeah, I feel like for the politics of it all in the showmanship, I feel like you kind of got to give it to the Collins Smythe winner, no matter how it's close con. you are. What'd you say? It's Con. Con Smythe. I don't know why I said Colin. You said it like three times. Did I? I haven't been able to like... I, I thought everyone was saying Colin. No, it's Con. The Con Smythe. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, that just shows right there how I would not be winning that and taking the captain any day. But um, what do you say? Moving to the Pastor Prime? Who you got? Yeah. Who's on the docket today? My Pastor Prime Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different alleys pass to, to go down here okay but i'm gonna go the guy one of the guys that was just on the team that lost stanley cup sam reinhardt eric and mark stall well, i'm doing a tandem okay i agree the stall brothers they're 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 through they're through Approved. i mean eric stall was a former number one center for well, we the, talked about him earlier yeah, yeah former guy that won stanley cup with 06 mark stall used to be a good shutdown defenseman yeah they're both trash they couldn't even contend with vegas like that you know what yeah. i mean like they, they, we, we they, just talked about that they got exposed as the frauds they are yeah so absolutely pass the prime and they're also terrible human beings yes yes um all right oh, trivia. Oh, yes it's it's, it's trivia time dom's dom's as it's time for the buffalonian trivia all right, Tom. So yes. with all the Stefan Diggs rumors, okay, drama, drama, total not, drama mini camp. There's not, yeah. There's you know, there's there was a year that had more drama than this, and the Bills were now nicknamed the Bickering Bills. Oh God, what I, year were the Bills named? Eighty nine. That phrase. Dang. I watched the Four Falls of Buffalo. I knew that very well. One the, for the, one. the thirty for thirty. All there right. we go. So when Kelly didn't want to come play here, and he was all. Pissed off. That was before. But that was before, but he still didn't want to be here. Yeah. They just couldn't find Bruce, a common yeah. ground at all. Yeah. Yeah. Lost in the lost in that round. They did a touchdown, I think Harmon did or whatever. But they lost in the divisional round that year, right? Yep, I yeah. think so. Yep. And then how many X Sabres were on the Vegas Golden Knights that just won the cup? So Eichel's one. It's a guarantee. Maybe. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I know there are seven Sabres total. 
on some list that I saw last week that have gone on and made the playoffs or something? Or is it seven? Is seven the answer? It's definitely not seven. I was going to say, I was like, there's no way. I would say, I can't name them. I'm going to shoot a number in the dark here. All right. Okay. Three. Close. Four. Oh, okay. Who were they? Jack Eichel. Who else? Jack Eichel. Uh, Braden McMahon. Okay. McMahon. Um, Will Carrier. And, oh my God. I thought I wrote this down. Oh, Robin Lettner, but I don't. I don't know if Lettner really counts because he was kind of injured throughout. He didn't oh, play a single game. He didn't game. really play. I don't think his name's gonna be on the cup because he didn't play. Interesting. But he's technically. I think. I honestly, it might be five because I think I feel like I'm blanking on someone. <laughs> no, I do. I, 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 I. No, I'm not. No, that, no. That, I, that I, I, so I, I, yeah. I, I'm gonna give you three. Because I feel like I feel like three was like okay. I'll take it. I'll take so the three. McMahon and Carey were original um, draftees of the Golden Knights, and then Will Carey was the Sabers uh, was the pick from the Sabers back in seventeen. All right, the expansion draft, and then obviously um, you know our, our freaking boy Jack, <laughs> you know, got via trade. I feel like I'm blanking on someone, but I just I, I you know I guess I'm just a liar. No, I I think you got it. I think I did do. Ernie, what's your last question? Final question. Final question. I feel like you should know this because, you know, being a GR, you probably heard this, but how many members are being inducted in the Buffalo Baseball Hall of Fame in July 1st God, this year? I have not heard this, actually. Good Lord. July what? First. Dude, everything's happening on my birthday. Canada Day, free NHL free agency, Buffalo or Baseball Hall of Fame. How many? Pretty big birthday for you, too, my guy. I know, 21. Yeah. Jeez, wait a second. What was? It? How many? Uh, how many are getting inducted this year? Is it a large or small number? Can you tell me? It's it, it's double pro- digits. Hell no. Okay, good. It's like it's like your standard number. All right, six. No, three. Oh, so Matt, if I repeated three, yeah, I would have gotten it. Yeah, Matt Hag, Pete Filson, and Jonathan Dandies. Oh. Okay. There's your random. I should have known that actually. I've worked quite a few Bison's games. Well, you, that's you, I, th- you I think thought... I might have heard it. Maybe I was <laughs> yeah. passively just listening. You know what I mean? I don't know, but you, you were there, but you weren't really there. Well, I listened to hear the the Pat Malacaro call out when he's going to break. You know, we'll be right back after this. That's what I listened for. But not a bad showing today for trivia. Eighty nine right off the bat. You know, we got it. But hey, you got you technically got the three number two. Yeah. Yeah. But without further ado, that's going to end it for this brief edition of the Buffalonian Podcast. I'm Joe Kelly, and I was joined by Dom Loss. And Dom, how do you always end these, buddy? Go Bills, baby. Go Bills. Total drama minicamp.